are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. OMG, OMG, OMG. Welcome to OMG, the Omar Gale Radio Show. I'm your host, actress, Arthur, evangelist, and content creator. And I first want to wish you a very happy new year. Happy 2021. And I hope it is full of promise and purpose and prosperity. And of course, good health in the middle of a pandemic. I'm super excited today because I get an opportunity to interview my best friend who happens to be my husband and my pastor. So would you do me a huge favor and welcome to the conversation, none other than Pastor Gerald January Sr. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? I'm amazing. I am absolutely amazing. Thank you for saying yes to uh, being a guest on the show. And I'm super excited because today you and I are going to have a conversation about a topic that I know you have proclaimed to be Vernon Park Church of God's uh, theme for this year, which you like to tell them what the theme is. And then I will share with them what our topic is and what our hook is. And we will jump right into the conversation. Well, this year's theme at Vernon Park Church of God um, is hope. This is the year of hope at Vernon Park. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And what's so powerful about our conversation that we're going to have today is the topic is hope is calling. Will you answer? And I think that that is it's something that I believe all people need to do, but very few are doing it. And I believe we can unpack this conversation today and give them tips and tools and ways that they will learn how to answer the call of hope and walk in that. So let's just go ahead and let, let's see football analogy because we're at the end of the football season. Let's go ahead and throw this touchdown. I'm going to toss the ball to you with what is Hope. And I know you happen to be a man who loves looking up words. So mm-hmm. share with the people, our listeners, what is hope? Well, hope actually uh, has different definitions. For instance, if you were to look in your regular dictionary, your English dictionary, mm-hmm. the definition of hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what you notice right away is that it's basically tied to a feeling or a desire and a desire is just a strong feeling or, or wanting something to happen. And that's cool. That's okay. cool. No problem with that. But there's no real guarantee of that hope taking form. So when you took take the English definition, uh-huh. um, it's a little lacking. Uh, but if you look at the biblical definition, it's different. Okay. And that small difference makes a big, big difference. Um, the Old Testament word for hope. Uh, gives life to the New Testament word. Uh, most of the time when you see hope in your 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 Bible is the Hebrew word batah, B-A-T-A-H. And it means confidence or security or trust or safety uh, uh, that this thing is going to happen without care. If you look in the New Testament, it's El Piso. Most of the time, hope is that word. And it simply means the expectation of good. So So hope is a belief. It's not a feeling. 
expectation is a belief. It's a strong belief that something will happen uh, in, uh, in your particular case in the future. So that's the difference. Nothing wrong with feelings, but feelings will actually let you down if that's all you're basing your hope on. That totally makes sense. Hope uh, shouldn't just be a feeling. It shouldn't be something because feelings are fleeting. Yes, feelings come and go. They wish yes, they you feel good sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you feel like a nut. Mm-mm, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like working out and sometimes you don't. But if you set a goal mm-hmm. and have yeah. an intended outcome, um, yes. that's when you know that you will accomplish something. So y'all catch that, right? I yeah. hope y'all caught this and y'all mm-hmm. know the phrase, you know, which what's the phrase you taught us with Sister Jean? A short pencil beats. No, a, a, what is yes. it? A short pencil beats a long memory. A short pencil beats a long memory. That means take take notes. That means take notes because um, sometimes we need to be reminded that our feelings can sway us the wrong way. But when you have a, uh, as you put it, an expectation mm-hmm. of something, then that means you believe it's going to happen. It is attached to something on a visceral and a uh, a very tangible level. I love that. Thank you so much, Pastor January. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my next question for you is, have you ever hoped for something that took a long time uh, to come to pass or to happen? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if, I know if, a couple if, of those things. I know you do. If we understand, um, let me put it as simple as I can. If we understand the power and the purpose of hope, we also understand that it's what I call a long suffering tool. Mm. Every tool God gives us for our journey has purpose. It has an intent to it. And and hope um, is that thing or that gift that I say it has stamina. Mm. It has stamina. It has the ability to sustain prolonged physical or, or mental efforts. It, it has stamina. So, so, for example, for us, for me, uh-huh. uh, Vernon Park Village, not Vernon Park Church of God, but the Vernon Park Village portion of our ministry, uh, when I became, when I was actually appointed the pastor back in 1999, um, I had a simple plan. That simple plan was to move from Colorado to Chicago, bring my family here. And as much as I didn't want to do it, I felt a call to pastor, the senior pastor, the founder, uh, he was in ill health and they they actually uh, campaigned to have me come. And I believe that God had me here for a reason. And we had a beautiful church on the corner of Stony Island and 90th Street. They've been there about 20 years. Uh, we had one service on Sunday morning, traditional church. It was great, beautiful. But the Lord began to move in a mighty way. And uh, long story short, within two or three years, we were having three services on Sunday morning because we couldn't get all the people in the building. Oh, wow. Plus, we, we maintained our Sunday school hours. So the first five hours of Sunday morning was like the Dan Ryan Expressway during rush hour. There's people in and out and in and out and in and out. Wow. However, he gave me a vision um, that that just actually I couldn't get rid of it. That's why I knew it was a vision. He showed me um, in no certain terms that Vernon Park needed to have space to have holistic ministry, to have something tangible more than just at the church. And there's nothing wrong with having hope for heaven, but when it's hope for heaven only and nothing else, uh, there's nothing for the next generations to hold on to. Okay. And so I had a vision 
And I told the church about it, Lord says it's going to be holistic. We tried to buy parts of Stony Island. We tried to buy actually a larger uh, piece on near 96 and Cottage Grove. About and let me, let, me, let me interject for a second. The Dan Ryan is a huge uh, freeway <laughs> in Chicago. And oh, yeah. uh, Stony Island is a place, uh, is a major street in Chicago on the south side of Chicago where the church was located. Uh, just because I know that everybody that's listening that's right. uh, may not be from Chicago, may not know right. of uh, some of the Chicago landmarks, but go ahead. Just want to fill them in so that they're not like, I don't right. know. Right. Because I know there are other pastors or leaders that can relate to this story. We actually, I just, be- I believed it so much. The hope was talking to me so much. I could see this place. Mm-hmm. And and, a sh- and there's a part of me saying, well, just be satisfied with the standing room only crowds on Sunday morning and the inadequate parking and and church services and Bible studies and seminars. But mm-hmm. there was so much more, I believe, that God wanted uh, the generations following us to actually have that was their own. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't purchase land on Stony. We tried. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to buy some land, which is not far, maybe a mile away on Cottage Grove. Okay. But even the mayor of Chicago said that we couldn't have it. I had a 13-acre okay. campus drawn. Long story short, after a year and a half of searching, even – uh, close in suburbs like Markham and South Holland, we could not find land uh, okay. that we could afford. And a member uh, who hadn't been there long found this found this land out, 43 acres in uh, Linwood, Illinois, okay. across from a new housing development. And we just really thought this is going to be too much to buy, but we had enough money in the bank to purchase 43 acres, which was incredible. Wow. And then we were offered acres. Yes, wow. and then we were offered 35 more acres. So we ended up owning over 73 acres of land. And uh, it took us a year and a half, two years to get that. And then God said, have a ground blessing. Bless so the wait, ground. So wait, you said it took you two, two, two and a half years to get it. So when did it start and when did you get the land? Um, we got the land in late 2003, early 2004. And then we had the so ground. When, when was the vision then? The vision started in 2002. And in, in the tangible vision where I told the church, here's what God is showing me. I really saw it back in 01. But, okay. you know, I'm the new pastor. You know, I've only been okay. there two years. Okay, and- so in 2002, you get this vision. In 2004, you have this ceremony. Yes. Okay, so now at, at this point, we're at two years. Two years. Okay. That's 20, over 24 months. And so we're having this great ground blessing and we leased this huge circus tent, huge tent, hundreds and hundreds of chairs, rock and roll band, sound, mm-hmm. lights, everything going on. And after they took that tent away, all we had was 74 acres of farmland. Okay. So I'm saying this for those that are listening, tuned in, leaned in and listening up. Things come to you. And you don't always have a quick, easy path to make those things come to pass or to to have them manifest. So as you can tell, it took two years from the time he got the vision. Well, actually a little longer than that. But from the time he told the people, it took two years for it to actually come to pass before he was able to have the vision and then go and do this ground blessing ceremony that he was talking about. And then he said, when he did the ceremony that after the tent and all of the stuff was removed, there was nothing there but land. So I'm sharing this with you and I'm emphasizing this point because sometimes it feels like your dream or your vision is taking a long time, but you don't want a half-baked concept. You don't want a half-baked 
vision. You want don't want a half-baked business. You don't want a half-baked ministry. You want it to be fully developed and fully functioned. And that means that daddy God has to make sure that all the pieces are in place to enable it to come to pass. So don't worry, wait for it. Don't worry, wait for the vision to come to pass because it's not given to the fast or to the swift. It's for the one that endures until the end. Okay, so Pastor January, you just heard me tell the listeners that it doesn't matter. You don't want a half-baked cake. You don't want a half-baked <laughs> purpose. You don't want a half-baked vision. And sometimes you got to wait. You know, even when a yeah. person is pregnant, they got to wait nine months. The baby yeah. doesn't come out the next day. Right. So go ahead and finish sharing with us about this long haul of hope because it's real yeah. in these streets and people need to know that yeah. God God's delay can be in okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope hope can can travel along the, the path of simultaneous realities. Mm. Because we were having success in ministry, but um, after the 2004 God blessing, nothing much tangibly happened for years. I mean, mm. we talked about it, we had plans, we had meetings, we partnered with people. But for several years, nothing happens. Matter of fact, uh, years later, 2011, uh-huh. that's, that's seven years after we, we had done the ground blessing, we, we finally had what we call the cornerstone service, even though the building wasn't there. Um, tons of, uh, of cement had been poured into the uh, footprint of the church. Uh-huh. And uh, the Lord said, do a cornerstone service. I'm like, well, the walls aren't up yet. Wait, 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 because the cornerstone is the yeah. stone that gets set in the wall yeah. as a part of the actual building. So you are putting, and, and this stone, I'm assuming, is heavy or made of- Oh, it's huge, yeah. Oh, it's, it's huge, like it's, a marble kind of stone? marble stone, yeah. Okay, so this marble stone was created, and you're believing the Holy Spirit's telling you to do this cornerstone uh, ceremony, but yeah. you don't have the wall to inset this marble into, but you went ahead and did it. Why did you feel- impelled to do that at that time because the lord told us he said he told me he said i want you to do this now the walls mm-hmm. will be up and all you have is a platform and a, and a you know a grass parking lot and one road into the campus he said but there are people that have been faithful that won't be here on the earth when the walls go up and so oh this is your way of sharing this with them so i never told them that Okay. Um, but we had a, a large stage brought out on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. uh, and a mini stage for the band and, and musicians and singers. And we put out uh, a few hundred chairs and people came and we're on this big stage. Politicians were there. And I had men standing inside of the actual uh, footprint of the church. And as, and I would say, this is where the children's church is going to be. And they would wave a flag and Chapel will be here. And then the flag. people look over and go, okay. Or people thinking you were a little crazy. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of like Noah building yeah. an ark and it, it never rained. Yeah. So you are telling people to stand in different sections of a church that yeah. is in the spirit realm there for you. Yes. The foundation is laid. Oh, yes. that's a word. The foundation was laid. The, 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 the spirit had given a revelation and a vision mm-hmm. for it. And mm-hmm. so you were telling people to wave their flags so that the, the people who did not have the vision that God imparted to you could see with their eyes where something was going to be because you have to see it before you see it or you'll never see it. And and, and mm-hmm. keep in mind, there was a little bit of something new there that had never been there before. 
Here okay. you have this huge, I mean, they, they brought in dozens and dozens and dozens, probably over 200 trucks full okay. of cement over a two-month period to lay this huge foundation. So okay. there was something there. And it's amazing, Mara. I remember looking at some of the photos from that event not long mm-hmm. ago. And there are so many people in that audience, especially the first two or three rows yeah. that did go to heaven before we actually moved into our building. But on that day, though, was the first day we actually had tangible vegetables from what, what we now call Mother Car's Farm. Because a, a young man had gotten saved and uh-huh. he wanted to do this farm. So I gave him a little piece of land and said, if you can actually grow organic food here, then then you can become the farmer. And that's and, that's farmer Tony. That's Tony church. Williamson now. Yes. Tony Williamson. An established farmer now in the state and across America. But yeah. in those days, he was not. Okay. He, he was just starting off. Anything. He was he just was, starting off, as with anything. He was yes. learning the trade. Yes. And you entrusted him with little. Yes. And now he has become ruler of much. Over much, yeah. Matter of fact, I told him if you grow something, then on that day we do the cornerstone service. We'll give away all the food. And we did. We gave away a truckload of vegetables to all the mm. saints. And that was the beginning of that. Then two more years happened. After that, there's still another two years. August of 2013 the walls finally start to be erected on the church building. Okay, so wait, from 2004 to 2011, which is seven years, which we know in biblical speak that we we, we, we say seven is a year, is, is the, the, the number for completion. Right. So you were given a vision in 2002. 2004 is when you finally were able to pour the concrete, do this blessing ceremony, 2011. No, there, we did, there was no concrete poured in 2004. Oh, no, 2004 is when you actually acquired the land. Yes, you and, dug, we dug, okay. and we had to dug the dig shovels and we did the whole hoopla. Gotcha, the little pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then oh, in, that's 2000, the land. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> in 2011, you actually did this cornerstone. So, so there was yes. seven years from yes. the time of when you purchased the land to yes. when you were actually able to see the foundation. That's not the walls. Mm. That's mm. not the roof. That's not the windows. That's mm. not the offices or the sanctuary. I'm listening. I want, I want our listeners to catch that vision. The foundation took seven years. And it reminds me of the woman with the issue of blood, Pastor January. She had this issue for 12 years before the full manifestation of it. So now you say the farm is there, that you give out the food. And then you say several of the people in the first couple of rows weren't even there once the building was actually erected. So, so, so that meant that obedience obedience to what the Holy Spirit was, was, was telling you to do was paramount. And we never know why God says do something a certain way. And again, back to the story of Noah, God was very specific on this cubic feet and this big and this wide. And it, it probably, when we read it, it seems, you know, kind of out of sorts. But when God gives instructions, he's very specific extremely. in a lot of areas, extremely, he knows exactly how, when, where, and what. So the fact that you were obedient is awesome because it says obedience is better than sacrifice. So now fast forward, you said in 2013, <laughs> yeah. what took place in 2013? 2013, um, in late summer, mm-hmm. finally the walls, the massive walls of our church began to go up and they were prefab walls that were built um, in a so warehouse. prefab means instead of you pouring the concrete and putting it as you go, they were already made 
and they were erected. And these yes. these walls, I've seen them. So they are huge. I don't know how Massive. much they weigh, but tons. Oh, tons, tons of, yes, my God. Full it, concrete walls. Yes. And those walls uh, explained why it took so much concrete and so much depth of our foundation because mm-hmm. regular foundation would not have able would not been able to hold the walls that were finally built. There's something about having a plan, you know, development, and we have one for the entire campus, including the 13 acres where the church is, yeah. is that every inch of that land has been pre-planned above ground and underground. So mm-hmm. even things that we don't see, like the electricity that comes in our property and all that, yeah. everything on our campus is underground. And so, so, so in other I, words, in order for the soil to handle the weight mm-hmm. of the vision, ha ha ha, catch that somebody. In order for the soil to handle the weight of the vision, we he had to wait for it. Then mm-hmm. they had to pour it in a tremendous amount. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of concrete in mm-hmm. order to handle the weight of the vision. And for somebody, that's mm-hmm. freedom. Because God is taking you someplace you've never been before and you're wondering why it's taking so long, but he's got to put some stuff in you so that you can handle the call or handle the business or handle the job. And that is phenomenal, Pastor Jay. Thank you so much for sharing that. So 2013, the walls go up. Mm -hmm. And then and you would think though, since the walls went up and the roof was on, we moved in, but it took another two years. Oh my gosh. It was until 2015 that we moved onto the campus. And when we moved onto the campus, because a lot of legal maneuvering and a lot of opposition, and a lot of mm-hmm. hatred towards us, mm-hmm. we could not go inside the building that we had and we couldn't stay in the building that we were in. So we moved onto the campus, but we actually had church in a tent for three mm-hmm. and a half months. Oh um, my. Uh, in the shadow of the church. But it was they were some of the greatest services. It was not the same tent that we had the ground blessing in. We bought right. this tent and it was big enough to hold several hundred people. And every mm-hmm. Sunday morning for from June to October. Well, um, praise the Lord, because you're in Chicago, you're in Illinois, and it gets really cold. But yeah, how gets, did you guys, it, I mean, there was no storms, there was no rain. Every Sunday, I would check the weather report every Friday and Saturday. God, please let's have church. It was covered and there was electricity inside, and we had yeah. sound and everything, but it's, it still can be rough weather. Of course. And we, we missed one Sunday, not because we couldn't have church, but because there had been wind the night before and it bent one of the poles. And I didn't want to take a chance. Okay. I just didn't. So yeah, the members showed up anyway, and they, they yelled and screamed and, and, and handed out their ties out the window, and they went back home. But for three and a half months, we worshiped in the shadow of that building. But because of so many some things that had happened, yeah. all the uh, utilities weren't set up yet, and the building on the inside had not been finished. So we finally started having church on the inside of the church yeah. in, in October of 2015. Wow. Uh, and we had our ground blessing in August of 2004. So here you here you have this nine year path, but hope said we were always in expectation. Yeah, people left. I get that, and there was always issues, and we still have uh, opposition. And I want to yeah. say to somebody, these kind of visions and dreams will always have opposition, but yeah. hope says keep coming, keep coming. And and we're and to this day we're self financed. We don't have a bank, so tithes and offerings and special gifts is what really God has used to bring that campus to where it is today. Wow, 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 and wow. Uh, Okay, 
So, so it takes nine more years for you to actually begin to worship inside the building. And, yes. and that's a word for someone because somebody out there is really struggling with this idea of, you know, something taking a long time, you know, and I need them to know that just because something takes a long time, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. That doesn't mean that your vision is not going to manifest. It just means that God doesn't want it half baked. You know, God doesn't, he, his delays are okay. So trust mm. him in the process of this. Um, exactly. Okay. So, so let me go ahead and ask you another question. Cause you know, you know, I got, I got some questions for you. This whole thing is big. And, and that's why I'm excited that 2021 is the year you've proclaimed hope for Vernon Park Church of God. But also here at Up To Me Radio, we have been under the umbrella of hope because 2020 was such a traumatic, uh, frustrating, uh, our body kind of experiencing kind of year. And so we've decided we would infuse hope into our conversation so that people could Keep going, like you said, you know, uh, the expectation of something and not mm -hmm. attached to some kind of feeling. So I have the, the next question that I have for you is we've all heard this phrase. Hope doesn't disappoint. Um, and mm -hmm. I believe I know what it means. But can you share with our listeners what does hope doesn't disappoint? What is what does that mean? Well, our. Our key scripture, let me, let, me, let me frame it around this, for this year for our church is from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I want to read that quickly. It says, may the God of hope mm -hmm. fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him mm -hmm. so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. what, what he's saying is Paul does not say, I, hope, I want you to have hope. He says, I want you to thrive in it. I want you mm -hmm. to prosper in it. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Understanding words like disappoint. Disappoint means to fail to fulfill the hopes of expectation. The, 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 the main part of the word disappoint is a point or appointment. Mm. And so that's where disappointment comes from. So disappointment is tied to expectations. Wait, wait, wait. Hold it. I got to chew on that. Disappointment is tied to expectations. So if you don't expect it, you can't be disappointed. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. A person cannot disappoint you unless you have expectations of them. That's why strangers don't disappoint us. They mm. might surprise us, but they don't disappoint us. And that's why sometimes family can disappoint you the most or friends or a loved one or something like that, because you have an expectation of what they will or will not do. Yes. The, the level of expectation is tied directly to the level of your disappointment. Mm. Um, and so that's why many divorces are bitter because the marriage is always started out, starts out with these great expectations. Your vows are filled with expectations like this is for better or for worse or oh. richer or poorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'll cling to this one and no other until death do you part. So it's disappointing when those vows are not kept. And so, so when we talk about hope doesn't disappoint, that's really where this whole thing comes from. Um, hope doesn't expect things to get better. Hope is filled with an anticipation, a huge anticipation that it will see the manifestation of a thing hoped for. Um, in, in Hebrews, let me read one more scripture. Hebrews 6 and 11, um, the writer says, we want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. So hope doesn't have disappointment in it, but the reality is that we all have storms. We all face 
difficulty. We will all go through things, but our hope is steadfast. It holds its place and it's strong because the spirit of God uh, has designed it that way. It's a long suffering gift or Mm. a weapon. So Mm. it doesn't disappoint. Oh, that's good. That's good. Pastor Jay, that is some good stuff. And and I need y'all to hear, I need y'all to hear this very clearly. Long suffering means you've got to have patience. You've got to allow God, you know, the word talks about when you fall into diverse temptation to count it all joy. That means that when things get bad and you get to count it all joy, you get to add some things to you and to add patience or long suffering to you. It, it is a good thing because patience, when you actually utilize patience in the correct form, it'll allow you to wait and rest in what God says will and shall come to pass without worry, without doubt, without fret, without being anxious. And even if you become anxious, the word says, be anxious and sin not. Pastor Jay, that's some good stuff. <laughs> that's some good that's word. Some good that's some good word. You know, nothing like the word because, you know, the word don't change. Now, we may have a different conversation and a different opinion about something, but the word remains the Amen. same. So let me ask this. How can hope become like uh, like gasoline, like the fuel to somebody's faith? You know, how can how can we how can hope be utilized as a fuel to someone's faith for them to actually allow something mm-hmm. to come to pass? Do you, do you wow. is there a way you can kind of break that down for us? Because we, we need to know that. Mm, good question. Um, I think initially, if, if, if we want this to happen, then we should know that hope should be a major part of our walk with God. It shouldn't be a guest. It shouldn't come during holidays. It shouldn't be. Oh, because you're young or it's a sunny day. Hope is, is, is a natural part of what we do. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte put it this way. He said, courage is like love. It must have hope for nourishment. And mm-hmm. so I know when you shop for me at the grocery store, uh, you, you usually buy items that are healthy. And so you take extra time to read the nutrients or the, what's in the food, the ingredients, on the box because you you don't you know certain foods affect my cholesterol. Well, mm. hope has ingredients that produce an effect in us as well. You can mm. tell people who are who have been infused with hope. Um, remember, we read in Romans fifteen thirteen, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. So these two ingredients are in there: joy mm. and peace. So Paul prays that these two additives be added to our faith because God is a God of hope. So, so, so that's where this whole thing comes from. People, especially the mature saints, I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about their depth and understanding of kingdom principles. Uh You can tell they, they walk well above the level of just going to church because they have certain, this certain way about them. And it's part of their lives. They go through hell like anybody else, but they have certain, um, weapons in their life, certain things as part of their attitude. And part of that is joy and peace. So even in the chapter before, yeah, Paul talks about in Romans 14 and 17, uh-huh. he talks about for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but the, of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So yeah, in yeah. other words, he tried to tell the Romans, you guys have conflicts in your church all the time. But if your church church is filled with these things that come through hope, Mm -hmm. Cut back on all this church fighting and what I call nowadays denominationalism. So the effect of believing and Mm -hmm. having this hope, it produces joy and peace. So so that's how it can become fuel. 
because especially in times like this, Mara, this whole pandemic and political upheaval and racial craziness and religious, yeah. um, I call it stupidity. Mm-hmm. We we need a solid rock, and it is oh, it's based in this whole, and it's and it's got to go beyond the news cycle. Yeah, it's got to go beyond my regular. I can't get to church. I'm not no. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, hope says that we're we're going to have worship again. But if we don't have worship, yeah, 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 we yeah. still have joy and peace. How do, do the you? saints? How do the saints? How do the saints keep going in China, where the churches are being burned, mm. and the countries in in Africa and the Middle East? That they're being persecuted every day, and they still love God tremendously. Yeah, yeah. And we've we've OD'd on church for decades. Yeah. So so therefore, that hope is what bring draws us back to the center of our faith. So we should have enough in us to yes. sustain us yes. when times are lean. When there's a famine, we yes. should have enough hope in us that when I can't physically go to the building, I got enough church in my heart. I've got enough word in my spirit, right? That right. I can still be the extension that daddy God has created us to be. That is some good stuff. And to know that a part of those ingredients as to how we can infuse or fuel mm. somebody else is by is by reminding them of their joy. And and mm. and the and 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 there's a there's a song and I believe there's a scripture that says it too. The world didn't give it to me is the <laughs> is the song. So the world can't take it away. Yeah. But the joy that I have, it ain't on the market. No. You you can't buy my joy, nor no. can you steal my joy. No. It ain't like a Rolex watch on my wrist or a diamond on my finger. Joy is in, con- I, I am in control of it. I am the CEO of it. So you can't steal it, take it, rub it, or, or remind me that it's diminished. I exactly. am in control of that. And then you also talk about peace. Mm. You said those two additives, those two additives or those two ingredients are a part of it. Peace. I'd rather have peace than the biggest house in the world or the or the or the or the or the 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 largest bank account on the planet, because you could have money and not have peace and you could have you could have a big house and not be happy in the house. And so these are ingredients, listeners, these are ingredients that you want to have. Mm. These are ingredients that when you have a hope and you talked about this, Pastor Jay, about uh, a maturity and not not in terms of chronological age, but uh, spiritual maturity mm. where you can you can from your reservoir, you mm. can call up that joy and you can call up that peace mm. that'll carry you with hope to that next place. Amen. That's some good stuff. Pastor Jay. That's good stuff. That's some that's some good God stuff. Good God. <laughs> that's some good God stuff. Okay, so I got another question because you know I'm, I'm, I've got tons of questions for you. I'm always every day, you guys, all day long. Yes, I was about to say, you guys gotta know. I pick my husband, Pastor Jay's brain, all the time. I'll come to him. He's the smartest man I know, and I think he's brilliant. And I think that the Holy Spirit gives him a, a an understanding of his of God's word. And so we can go back and forth in conversation and I grow leaps and bounds every time. So the question now is um oh I know what I want to ask you. I want to ask you how is is, is it possible uh that or is it is it is it uh is it possible or are there common ways that miss that people misuse or misunderstand hope? Because you know it's not like a genie in a bottle. <laughs> it's not like a wish. Oh, it's not like crossing my fingers. So mm. are there common ways that people misuse or uh, misunderstand hope? It happens. It does happen. Mm. I, think, I think one of the ways that's very, very common is people mistake hope 
to superstition. And it's not. It's not like playing the lottery. It's not like even investing in Wall Street. Th- these things are these things are set in place. People expect hope to be like superstition. If I do this, got to do this, you know. But but hope is a gift. It, it, it is part of our armor. Mm-hmm. People also expect hope to respond to some of their old wives' tales they've been taught or um, baseless religious beliefs. We 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 sometimes um, take our religious beliefs and we and we actually mesh them with scripture, um, and it's not it's not true. Um, hope doesn't respond or accept any other um, mode except for its own, because um, God has designed it that way. It does. It's like gravity. It doesn't change because. We a change or adopted. We Americans are used to changing the laws and the rules, even the laws and rules of nature, to fit our desires. But hope doesn't do it that way. You know, there is set in the in, in the kingdom. Kingdom law is not subject to our man-made laws. And I've often said, God is not an American, and so stop treating him as one. He loves America, but he loves everything he's created. You could say that again. God is not. An American, because people need to hear that. God is not an American. And mm-hmm. until we grasp that concept and, mm-hmm. and, and understand he is also not our police. He's not our right. genie in a bottle. You mm-hmm. don't just call on God when things are bad or times are hard or you can't. Right. It, God should be there all the time when things are good, when you want to yes. just thank him, wake up thanking him because yeah. you woke up. How about that? Yeah. I do what you know. I do that head to toe check where I just start the roll call from head to toe, all the things I'm thankful for, air, sight, sound, you know it, and you, you've heard it too. Um, right. Okay, so let me ask this. Um, what are what are some of the, the ways that people may, um, let's say, lose hope or they uh, surrender hope or maybe they forfeit hope or... Um, or they think hope can be stolen or hijacked. You know, mm. I was I was talking a little bit earlier saying it's not like a Rolex. You can't you can't steal my hope, you know, mm. uh, you can't steal my joy is what I was referencing. But mm. what are some of the ways that people, you know, get their hope hijacked or stolen or some of the ways that they may uh, uh, lose hope or surrender hope? I, th- I think you answered uh, part of it in your own question earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I've seen this happen. People abandon their hope far too soon. Mm. They'll, they'll just stop. They'll just quit. Uh, they dismiss hope uh, sometimes uh, because they lose a certain feeling or a certain sense of optimism. They, mm. I just don't feel it no more. Well, hope has nothing to do with your feelings. I mean, it mm. can affect your feelings, but it, it, it's, it's something you bring to it. Hope is yeah. not a feeling. Yeah. So, so when we, we don't feel this or we don't feel that we are popular or or sometimes what folks simply do, Mara, they, they walk away from hope if their preconceived uh, timetable is not met. That you know they've given God so much time, or they think this should happen before their biological clock ticks out. Or I'm going to give God two months. I mean, I, I think one thing is just, is just just so ridiculous. I've been a pastor now for almost 22 years, but I've been in ministry going on 50. Yeah. And and I've and I've been in services and, and people know how how I respect the altar, especially after a message or after a worship service where people come there. And in and, and that moment, they they relieve themselves of their burden or they repent. 
Yeah. But I've, I've been part of services where people bring a sickness or an illness or a, situ, a situation more in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. And they want God to completely rectify that situation in 27 seconds. And it's taking them 27 months to get into it or more. And if it doesn't happen by the next Sunday, I try God, he don't work. Well, the reality mm-hmm. is, is that hope doesn't make us, make us ashamed, but, but hope is for the long haul. Hope is more like a gas oven and not a microwave. Oof. Um, it's a well-prepared meal. It takes thought. It takes yes. plating. It takes certain types of settings. Yes. And, and it's worth it once you get to the end of it, but you've got to be able to say, okay, I'm going to trust you in this. Mm. And I have expectation that it's going to fulfill every one of my needs. Say that. Because we all know there is a difference. Now, a microwave meal may be convenient mm. and it may be quick, but a stove cooked meal or an oven baked dish tastes better, is mm. better for you, and it sustains you longer to me because there's a thing like you mentioned, and you know I'm famous for plating because husband gets my plated meals. It's got to be as pretty in presentation as it is in flavor. Because when all of your senses, and you know, Coach Charlie taught me this, when all of your senses are a part of the preparation Mm. and it's different colors and different scents and it looks good, you get to take all of that in. And so before you even begin to eat, you are being satisfied. Mm. And there's something to being satisfied with the fullness of what God wants to give you Versus a quick fix or a microwave solution. Because if you lose the weight too quick, you'll gain the weight back. And if you expect God to fix something too quick, now that doesn't mean that God doesn't fix things overnight. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we're telling you everything that God does has a a long delay or it takes a long while to fix. Because there are sometimes it is miraculous. Mm -hmm. But you won't be disappointed if you don't have that expectation that he's going to do it in your time frame versus in the fullness of time. Yeah, one of the things that you 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 asked in this question as well is if a person, another person can hijack it. Yeah, and, can and I? And I, I, th- I think, um, and this is a very short answer to a very big question, broad uh-huh. question. This is a whole nother show. But I, I also, I, I don't think it could be done like snatching a purse, you yeah. know? And sometimes we, we don't see the the complete manifestation of a thing in our lifetime. And so our children, our children's children, those that we bring up, our Timothys and those they, they bring. But sometimes it's just in the the the, the companions that we choose. So I tell young people, especially those new in the faith, choose your companions wisely. Um, there's 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 a thing called life courses yeah. and, and life companions mm-hmm. uh, or life company. So yeah. uh, for every course you take, make sure you understand who's on the road with you. Uh, what's the old saying? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so you you won't get a lot of faith out of a doubter. You won't get a, you won't get a lot of uh, faithfulness out of someone who's never been faithful in anything. Hmm. Why? Why trust your riches to someone who doesn't even understand paying their rent on time? Hmm. Just because someone is talented does not mean that they're they're faithful. Yeah. They have integrity. Yeah, we, we often take people that can play a certain way or sing a certain way or preach a certain way and say, well, I just thought they would do well because they, because of their gifts, gifts and talents that are without come without repentance. Yeah. Or because somebody is more handsome or more beautiful then you give them certain credit. There, There is an integrity part to this whole thing. So yeah. I think that's more 
of the issue than someone hijacking or taking away your hope. Mm, I got it. It's it's kind of like that phrase that I always say, everybody's not able to ride in a first class seat mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. because some people have to be in coach. Some people I have in baggage claim and, and some people are left on the tarmac because everybody can't. It's, it's like Jesus could perform no miracles in his hometown. Mm-hmm. Some people can't grasp what God wants to do with you. And so as a result of that, they come in, Debbie Doubters, you know, Nate Negatives, and they come in and they get in your ear. And, and what you keep giving attention to, eye gates, ear gates, any of it, mm-hmm. what you give your attention to begins to what? Grow. Because mm-hmm. what you don't give your attention to will leave you. So exactly. if you don't give your attention to negativity, guess what? It's got to leave. Or mm-hmm. doubt, it's got to leave. But if you give your attention to those items, then they begin to grow. Anything you give your attention to will grow. Pastor Jay, let me ask this. Does hope, you know, you're often talking about cousins of certain things. Mm-hmm. You always, And it's, it's always so, it tickles me in service when you go such and such is a cousin of this. And you're talking mm-hmm. about biblical principles. So I'm curious, does hope have a cousin? If so... <laughs> What would you what what which what word or 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 quality or character would you say is a cousin to hope? Wow, look at you! Um, You're proud of con- me, on the Jeopardy show here. Uh, well, um, in the in the dictionary, a cousin is a person belonging to the same extended family. That's why I use okay. the phrase cousin. So mm-hmm. if we use that sort of relationship. I believe that hope does have cousins. Um, hope is not mentioned. Uh, I know these Bible, the Bible, our Bible scholars know this, but hope is not mentioned very much in the New Testament in the four Gospels, because that's when Jesus was on the earth. So when Jesus is on the earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you don't see the word hope there hardly at all. But the rest of the of the New Testament, you do until you get to Revelation, and the exact thing, same thing happens when Jesus is. Uh, uh, present in the book of Revelations, you don't see the the word hope show up again. But however, in scripture, you'll find that the word hope is closely tied uh, or first cousins to faith and love. First Corinthians 13, I'm sure you all know it, uh, 13 and 13. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So they are cousin. And then also in the scripture, first Corinthians 13, verse seven, the 13th characteristic of love is hope. And what the Bible says, Paul said, it, uh, it always, love, it always protects, it always trusts. Then it says, it always, he says, it always hopes. Mm-hmm. It always hopes. Mm-hmm. So there, there are, it's like birds of feather flock together. Yeah. Like doubt and unbelief, they hang out together. Yeah. Um, faith, hope, love, hang out, joy and peace, like we talked about earlier. Uh, these are residual effects of hope. And so you can see it in people's lives and you can tell what people have, like you can tell what people have been eating a lot of because you look at their physical bodies or look or at their the, skin or their, their skin. nails. Yes. Yes. What you put in yes. will determine what, exactly. what manifests on the outside. You exactly. know, I love the concept of let's say hope, faith, and love, like a, like a three stranded cord not mm-hmm. easily broken. Like they roll together, you know, they down like four flat tires without a spare on the back of a <laughs> tow truck down. That means, and, and, and we should have those kinds of, those people in our lives who we know bring or add value to us in a way that even when I'm on a, on, if I'm having a bad moment, mm-hmm. they're not going to revert back to the Mara Gale before I was saved. 
they're going to help me remind me of the Margale who I am today, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that goes for relationships. If you've been friends with somebody and they're going through a rough patch in their marriage, you don't, you're not sitting there siding with them to say, throw in the towel. You're trying to remind them of why you witnessed the union and why you stood with them, right? Because those are the ingredients we should bring to anybody's table if we're exactly. saying we're rolling with you, we're walking with you, I've partnered exactly. with you. Exactly. That's very good. Well, the Bible says Jesus Jesus mentioned, uh, or the scriptures mentioned that they, you, people will know that you're my disciples by the love you have for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, inside of love is this hope and faith and these other things. And for too long, there has been, or there had been, these excuses that became religious slogans like, please be patient with me. God's not through with me yet. Or I'm not where I should be and all the kinds of, wait, 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 let me get one. One of them them is, oh, God knows me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he sure does. You know, because people say that in a way that makes it, make it like, uh, they, they make it sound like, God knows me. It's okay. Yeah. God knows you. And yeah, he accepts you and you can come as you are, but that doesn't mean he's smiling at that thing exactly. you keep doing. He doesn't wink at it. He don't <laughs> wink at it. And, and there's a, you know, that phrase, that other phrase I use, you know, there's three expressions on God's face at any given time. I believe he's smiling, frowning or crying. And so my goal every day is to try to make my daddy smile, try to make him mm. proud of me. Like you would your parent, like mm. you would your spouse, like you would anyone. You want people to be proud of what you do, not in terms of trying to do something in front of people, but God sees everything. So when I'm not on a stage, I'm trying to make him smile when I'm not mm-hmm. visible to people who may smile mm-hmm. at me because you can get caught up in the false accolades of other people and you'll miss it because the anointing is attractive. And trust me, I know mm-hmm. a thing about it because people <laughs> try to come at my husband from the anointing because the anointing is attractive. But I'm like, get behind me, Satan. Get behind <laughs> me. You, you can't. And my, you say it yourself. You say, hey, they don't know. They couldn't handle it anyway. No. I tell people I'd, I'd probably run you crazy. No. <laughs> see, how, see how together you are. You, <laughs> you have the anointing of forbearance. Anyway. The anointing of long suffering. No, long suffering. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, so, so Pastor Jay, and, I, and I've totally enjoyed this conversation on too. hope. And it can, there are layers to this. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be peeled in multiple different ways. Right. But I'm kind of curious, and I'm, 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 maybe I'll make this my last question for now, but do you have hope for some penthouse moments? And, and, and let me break down to my listeners, you know, what I mean by that. You know, there's some people in my life that I only allow in the foyer of my world. There are others that can come into the living room. Um, there are some that my husband, for example, may be able to have access to the bedroom of me. But there are very few people that I allow in the basement to see all the, the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are even fewer people that I allow to see my penthouse moments. And so I'm privy to some of my husband's penthouse moments and he's privy to some of mine, but I'm curious, what are some of the penthouse moments or the, the hope that you have for some of the penthouse dreams and visions um, that you'd like to maybe share with people so that they can actually understand that you can dream beyond and have a bigger dream even mm-hmm when you're still watching some of the visions come to pass still. Wow, that's good. Um, I'll break it down into three categories. Um, okay. For our congregation, uh, Vernon Park, the Vernon Park Church of God, 
who I, I, I tell you, I take those people and their faith over almost any people in the world. They have they been faithful, wonderful people, loving folk, friendly yeah. folk. Always, yeah. Bernie Park has always been that before I even got there, but, yeah. but I've seen it for these 22 years. And I've seen it for the last three and a half to four, and I can only imagine if I've fallen in love with them in three and a half to four years, how deep the love you must have for them is because you've been there that 20, 21 years now. Going yeah. on, no, this is the beginning of your 21st year. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think for for them and, and the ministry, I, I'd like to see the church building, which is physically up, as you know. Uh, I'd like to see the interior completed, um, uh, the main church, and and also the Barrow building, which is named after our former minister of justice, Willie Tappan Barrow. I'd like I'd like to see those two buildings on the thirteen acres of the. That's what we call the faith sector of our, our campus, along with uh, some of the other things that are going forward. I'd like to see that as well. I think that the Lord is, um, he's speaking to me and saying that, Hope is saying also, you should be around for that. You know, you should be able to see that. Yeah. And uh, so so we've just done an extension, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, an extension um, on your contract. On my contract, Yes, I'm gonna stay for a couple of more years that that, that weren't originally gonna be there. So yay for, yay for that. Um <laughs> personally for me, I, after um we we do a secession plan, uh-huh. uh I, I'd like to 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 do some writing. Uh okay. do more writing. I just finished a book called The Joshua Process. And, yes. And uh, we're trusting it's gonna be released uh, later this spring or uh, early summer. Uh, I, I like counseling leaders and teaching seminars, so I'd like to do some lecturing. Okay. As far as our, our family is concerned, I'd like to see, watch you a bit more on the screen and go, hey, Marta's doing that. And, um, and, 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 and as I retire from the active pastorate, we, we could actually maybe find a, a little warmer climate. And uh, maybe Woo, down let's in Georgia. talk about that warmer climate. Where I know that's right. Maybe down in Georgia, uh, we can play granddaughters. Yes, indeed. Um, so, so, and, and maybe even simultaneously, we talked about uh, having an international address as well. Um, yeah. there's My a favorite little, country. What is it, babe? Mauritius. Yes, indeed. And so that's not just because it's like my name, but <laughs> Mara Mauritius. Mauritius is off the east coast of uh, the continent of Africa. Beautiful yeah, little country. Yes, yeah, so, so we we've actually uh, pray are praying about having uh, having two home locations, one there and one in the southern part of the United States. Um, and, and so so hope uh, doesn't disappoint. Hasn't to right. this point, and so we we I'm looking at some of that. Those are some of the things I I I, I like to uh, share with your audience as penthouse moments of now. I totally dig it. Penthouse moments from Pastor Jay. I'm so <laughs> grateful I'm a part of the penthouse moments. You see what I'm saying? You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying, right? Uh, well, Pastor Jay, it has been an honor to um, to have this conversation with you on air for not only our listeners, but those that may be tuned in to Facebook or YouTube. Um, want to remind you guys, if you'd like to connect with Pastor Jay or his ministry, it's Vernon Park Church of God. It is um, uh, streamed every Sunday at 10 a.m. via YouTube and Facebook Live at 10 a.m. And if you go to vpcog.org, vpcog.org, that's Vernon Park Church of God. That's the uh, the, the letters for it. If you go to the website, 
you can actually connect with him, him and the ministry or us and the ministry um, from that one portal. And that way you can find out where our Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook page is from that one portal. Um, we are so grateful that you graced us uh, for this time. Super excited that I get a chance to allow people to eavesdrop on our conversation. Um, and so I thank you, thank you, thank you from the top of my heart. Uh, it's, been, it's, been my, it's been definitely my pleasure. And, <laughs> and let me say this to you listeners. Uh, the next two Sundays uh, here in the month, um, I'll be speaking um, on the subject of hope. Mm. So so if uh, there's something that we're going to unpack it a little bit more in those sermon messages so that uh, maybe that'll be something that'll encourage people to listen and join us for worship. That sounds lovely. You heard it right here. Pastor Jay will be speaking because, of course, 2021, he has proclaimed as the year of hope for Vernon Park Church of God. So you've got what, three sermons, you say? One, two, three. You said the next two weeks. So you've yeah, already spoken. Okay, so it's the next two weeks. Um, he'll be speaking on hope. So I know that what he's talked about in just these, this segment or two of OMG has tickled your ears and have perked you up. If you want to hear it on the long haul and have him get really deep into the word so that you can have something solid, we encourage you to join us on Sunday mornings. Uh, of course, go to vpcog.org for that information and you can join us. So thank you, Pastor Jay. And now for my listeners, I want to just remind you, you can connect with me, all things Mara Gale at maragale.com. You can also follow me on social media, Facebook, uh, Mara Gale, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Mara Gale. That's G-A-L-E, no Y, no I, and Mara like Laura. So Mara Gale, at Mara Gale. Um, I'm super excited because Up To Me Radio, we're, we, we are being streamed on Spotify, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and the Stitcher app. So if you haven't already, go to my show page at uptomeradio.com. That's up, the number two, meradio.com. Go there and you can connect with the OMG show, the Omari Gale show. And once you do that, you can subscribe so that you'll be alerted when I have a new podcast or a new broadcast coming up. And as always, I appreciate you tuning in, leaning in and listening up and rolling with your girl because without you, my voice is muted. May God continue to bless you and may 2021 blow your mind with blessings, peace, prosperity, and let's sprinkle in some hope. Let's sprinkle in some joy. Let's sprinkle in some peace and let's feel it with love. God bless you. And to be heard and then listened to. So we want you to set your dial to OMG on Thursdays at 7 o'clock p.m. OMG.